today I'm joined by Hawaiian surfer Elizabeth Sneed of Curvy Surfer Girl, which is a movement and community of women committed to creating body diversity and body positivity in women's surfing. Elizabeth's personal journey of accepting herself as a plus-size athlete over the last three and a half years was the catalyst that launched the movement. And we are going to chat a lot probably, and we already do chat a lot. So I'm excited to see where the conversation goes. So thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thank you so much, Jen. I'm so, so stoked to be here with you and your audience and to talk all things surfing and body positivity. Yeah. So, I mean, have you been for a surf today? Uh, I haven't been out today, but actually after this podcast, I'm going out to the South Shore in canoes with my girlfriend, Bree, and we're going to surf. I'm so jealous. I was looking at, I've always wanted to surf Publix. Always, always, always. You know, I guess growing up in Australia, we are spoiled for choice, but I feel like we have a pretty challenging surf like coastline like at the bet it's hard for me now at the ability I'm at to find like a shelter protected small as we were just talking about a nice rolling two foot <laughs> where I can stand and breathe <laughs> but um yes yeah so that'll be exciting. yeah getting through the whitewash and um larger sets is just so challenging you know it burns your arms yeah. out so quick Publix is my home break and I love Publix like I, it doesn't get any better than that for me. I mean, occasionally if there's like a, a real nice day at Queens where it's not too crowded, um, that's another wave. That's just absolutely amazing to surf, but yeah, Publix is my home break. I usually have it almost all to myself. Oh my Um, God. That's so amazing. It's just amazing. Yeah. So how did you get into surfing then? Well, uh, I came to Hawaii on vacation for the first time in 2012. I was 21. And I had just, um, you know, in my teenage years, I survived being lost at sea in the Gulf of Mexico. Um, So I had a very close brush with death and near drowning with a couple other girls. I went to um, provide some um, humanitarian relief during the Hurricane Katrina uh, Mm -hmm. there in the Gulf. So we were in Alabama and I was really traumatized after that happened. I never went into the ocean beyond my ankles And I would like involuntarily shake or cry when I would go near the ocean because I was just so terrified. And when I came to Hawaii, um, there was just something inside of me that was activated on like a supernatural level. I was just totally magnetized to the ocean, but I was equally as petrified of it. And so I kind of devised this plan. You know, I saw all these people surfing, they had surfboards, they were nice, like, you know, Hawaiian instructors there on the beach on the South shore. And I said, you know, maybe I could try surfing because if I, if anything ever did happen, I would have an instructor and I'd have a board as a flotation device. And, you know, I was shaking and near crying when I went to go up to the little beach boy stand and asked for their help. And I was assigned this um, really lovely, you know, older Hawaiian gentleman who took me out and, you know, talked me through all my fears, kept me calm. I caught my first wave and that was really the beginning of it. I was addicted. I was just totally spiritually, physically, mentally free. And I knew that this is where I wanted to spend the rest of my life. It, It was home for me and being a surfer was just instantly something that I visualized for my life. Yeah, I have always been a water baby. I think my parents, I think in Australia too, it's a bit of a thing. You get thrown into the ocean like pretty young. Like in you go, um, you know, for those of us that live on the coast. So I was lucky in that. And my dad was like a lifesaver up in Queensland, Rainbow Bay. So I've always had the water around me. But 
let's talk about redefining and reimagining the surfing image because I mean I'm going to paint a picture most of you know what I look like but I have dark brown hair I'm very pale I do not tan despite literally trying everything when I was younger to try to achieve that image I rock the gothic metal thing pretty well but when I was surfing (laughs) it wasn't until I got good where the comments of like well you don't look like a surfer had stopped and I still to this day get interesting look when I'm surfing it's like I whether it's a subconscious thing, I still feel that. So this tan, skinny, blonde thing. So can you talk a little bit about how you've gone about redefining that that image and, and where we're at with it now, do you think? Yeah. So I totally agree with you. When I started surfing, um, I had never, ever been exposed to the ocean, to be totally honest. I've been landlocked my entire life growing up in Texas and Arizona. And I moved to Hawaii. I was quite you know, sick when I moved here because I was in the desert for about 10 years and I was really allergic to a lot of the environmental toxins. So there's a lot of pollen and dust and dirt. And I ended up having a couple surgeries because of it. And I gained a lot of weight because I was just constantly, uh, you know, exposed to those toxins. So when I came to Hawaii, I knew off the bat, just the change of environment would probably allow me to lose weight because there wasn't as much going on, but I showed up at 210 pounds, mm-hmm. which I'm only five foot tall. So that's pretty okay, so thick. Tiny. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's yeah. pretty thick for a short girl. And I knew that I was overweight and I had already been dieting and, you know, going to the gym and it just wasn't working. And I think it was a combination of just uh, really extreme stress in Arizona combined with those environmental uh, biochemistry components that didn't work with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here I am, I show up in Hawaii 210 pounds. And I'm like, all right, you know what? I just, it's whatever. I'm at the ocean. I'm in an Island. Like this is my life dream to be living here. And my first goal was to find someone to teach me how to surf, but that was a very difficult thing to do because Hawaii is a tourist based economy. And so a lot of the surf instructors here, they charge tourist prices to try and teach people how to surf. And I didn't want to just go out with random people that didn't know what they were doing, because like I'd said, I'd already, you know, had this real bad PTSD with the ocean. Um, So I really wanted to be with someone that could confidently and uh, authoritatively guide Mm -hmm. me through the process of surfing. And one day my auntie in the newspaper read about Ohana Surf Project, right? So at Ohana Surf Project, That's where I started at 210 pounds with my surf instructors and my surf school. And I was the heaviest person in the water all the time. Like hands down, I was always one of the biggest women there. And you can actually look at my photo archives and see everyone I surfed with was more than half of my size. Yeah. Um, So I was always aware that I was the largest female in, in any ocean space that I was in or with the people that I went out with. And um, I just kind of came to accept that that was my reality. Like somehow I just managed to get grouped in with all of these ultra petite girls. Like no girl I really surfed or free dived with was more than a size six at any given stage of the last four years of my life. Yeah. And so I was constantly exposed to water photography being in Hawaii so you see these free diving images of these stunning, stunning captures of these women with long fins oh, and graceful, yeah. they're and like egg. underwater ballerinas or something. Yeah. 
yeah. or, or like underwater fairies. They, they, there's, like this, there's this mystical component to the underwater photography community here in Hawaii because there's so many talented people between the free divers and the photographers, the editing style. And I always, and I started free diving at the same time I started surfing. So now I'm getting bombarded with images from both communities of like legitimately perfect female bodies in the water all the time. Like there is no alternative to that image in my universe. I've never seen it. I don't see people my size in the water. And then when I would try to reach out to surf or underwater photographers, I was most, except for one gentleman, I was flat out denied every single time I would ask to be photographed under the water or they, or what they would do is they would give me this roundabout excuse about why they couldn't do it. They were busy or they would price point me out of it completely, you know, whereas they would photograph these really beautiful thin models underwater for nothing. They would try to charge me like $2,000 to get underwater photos. And so it was really hurtful. And I just was, you know, I just decided to stay with the people that loved and supported me. And I got my little GoPro images and that was about the extent of it. I really didn't think much of it because it was an established reality here. And it was an established reality I saw around the world when I started following more surfers and more free divers on Instagram. It was just the same image everywhere. And I really think the free diving images impacted me the most because I knew those members of the community. I knew those photographers. I had dived with them. I dove with a lot of the women that were being photographed and I was being intentionally excluded because I did not fit the, the, um, the body image that they wanted to share with the world. Um, so, you know, I go through about three, three years of this consistently The first year, we're going to go back to surfing. The first year I started surfing in the first seven months, I lost 60 pounds. Mm -hmm. So I went from being 210 pounds to a very lean athletic 150. Mm -hmm. You could see my abdominals. I was rocking in my own words. I was hot shit, man. I was like, Ooh, come get me. Come for me. Yeah. You (laughs) and girl, I'm telling you, I looked fly as fuck I was good I'm like like, I ain't no curvy thick plus size woman like y'all can't touch this I'm done with that stage of my life I'm gonna be this fit beauty queen now living my dream surfer girl life right Mm -hmm. well fast forward one year I, I lost my job I ended up in some more very high stress situations because of that And my body just decided it was going to put on 25 pounds and it happened relatively quickly. It happened in like five weeks. It was like two pounds a week for the next five, six weeks. And I was just like, okay, you know, like I would wake up and I would be a different size in the morning. And I was calling my doctors. I didn't know how to stop it. And, you know, no one really had any answers for me. It was just like, well, we'll see what happens and we'll, you know, do some blood work, but it was all inconclusive. Yeah. So I end up at 175 again. All right. And so that was about a year and a half, two years ago from this conversation today. And when I gained that weight back, that put me back in this like plus size category of female. And I was really against 
that term. I, I hated it. I didn't want to use it. I didn't want to be associated with it. Yeah. In my universe, in my mind, I was an athlete. And I've always been an athlete since I was a young girl. And I've always had a very athletic body. I was never more than 140 pounds for the majority of my life. And it was just in these last, you know, five, six years that I'd put on that, that real heavy weight and then, uh, coming to Hawaii, losing it and then gaining some of it back. And so in my mind, I was not a plus size woman. I was not, you know, I was a little bit thick. I've always had a booty on me, but I was, you know, I was a fit girl and fit and plus size typically don't go in the same sentence. Yeah. You know, like you don't think of a plus size woman being an athlete. And so to me, there was, you couldn't be both, right? It was either you could be an athlete or you could be a plus size woman that embraces herself, but also embraces the stereotypes that go with that. And then eventually I lost my job again in this last April because of the pandemic. And so there I was, I'd already gone through an 18 month period of unemployment just the year and a half before had a job for six months, lose it because of this pandemic. So I'm on the verge of a, of a nervous breakdown at this point in my life, living in Hawaii, trying to pursue my dream, trying to make it here. And now I was back at square one yet again. So I paddle out to the ocean. Like I always did. And I was like hyperventilating crying. Mm -hmm. I was so on the, the absolute edge of just total nervous breakdown. And I started talking to the ocean. I, I just poured my heart out and I was praying to anything that could hear me, but specifically the ocean. And I just said, I don't know what, you know, was supposed to happen to me coming here. I, I don't know why I've, I feel like I can't succeed or that I'm such a failure no matter where I was at in life. Cause I was already struggling with career stuff, even back in Arizona And I said, I just, and I told the ocean what I wanted. I'm like, I just want to be in the ocean as much as possible. And I asked, I said, please make me a vessel for something greater than myself so that I can serve others. And I can be in the space that I love so much. And when I got out of the water, I saw Kanoa Green holding a surfboard and Kanoa Green is a plus size athlete model extraordinaire, you know, just a huge advocate for plus size women to be in athletic spaces and doing adventurous things. And I saw her holding a surfboard as a plus size woman hanging out on the beach. And that was the moment that I had the epiphany that I could be the woman that leads the plus size surfing movement for women. You know, we already had role models like Ashley Graham and Uh, you know, a whole list of celebrities that were kind of breaking out of the stereotypes in Hollywood. And I said, you know what, we don't have women in the water communities represented that look like me, that look anything like me, because I've had a lot of criticism saying, well, you're not that curvy. And it's like, you've missed the whole fucking point. You know, like most women in the water are a size two, Yeah, you know, like rail thin. And I'm like, I don't care. I don't need to be morbidly obese to be considered plus size. It's fine if you are. I mean, we're all at different points in our journey. But, you know, that was one criticism that I get quite a bit. Or the other one is, well, what if you lose weight and you become smaller? It's like, 
well, I'm not going to stop advocating for women just because my weight fluctuates. Yeah. You know I mean? Maybe one year I could be 140 or 50 pounds lean, mean machine. That doesn't mean I'm going to stop the work that we've already started here. Yeah. It, it could also mean that something else happens. You yeah. know, maybe there's another crisis and I gained more weight. Who knows? Yeah. The point is, it's not about your size. It's about the representation yeah. that has never existed for women in ocean communities. Yeah. Um, I know it's a very long answer to your question, no, but that's, good. that's good... really the evolution yeah. of how this all started. I think, you know, these were yeah. the images that I was seeing and Same. this was the prejudice that I was experiencing. And I just said, fuck it. I'm going to be the one to go out there. I was honestly, you want to know something, Jen? I was waiting for a corporation to do this because body positivity just kept exponentially growing on yeah. social media and in popular culture. So I was really waiting for the surf industry to yeah. pull a rabbit out of the hat and we were going to meet some random plus size woman that was going to kind of take over that concept and that theme. And it never happened. And I just said, screw it. I'll, I'll be the one to do it. I, you yeah. know, like no one else is doing it. I don't mind being in the spotlight. I don't mind putting my body out there. I don't mind surfing in front of the world and showing people what's possible. And that's how we got from where we were, you know, this was only nine months ago. Yeah. So this is where we went from nine months to today, me talking to you. I love hearing it because everyone's so journey is so different. I mean, mine was completely different. I mean, I'm a lot, to, I'm five, seven, nearly five, eight. I was an elite gymnast. So like you, I've always been an athlete. I've always loved sport regardless. I've always been moving my body in some capacity. And then when gymnastics finished, I went into surfing and I look back now, I think, God damn, I wish I had the body I had then. But when you were talking about photos and things, I hate, I don't have hardly any photos of me from that period where I was actually quite, dare I say it, good at surfing. Because I remember someone taking a photo of me doing a cutback and my stomach rolls were kind of like, on display and I remember getting a lot of criticism from the surfing club that I was at at the time a few guys had made a few comments and I was it just traumatized me like from there on in yeah. I just got even though I was like a size gosh I don't, the sizes are different here but I was very thin like I was a size 8 10 even when I was like a gymnast I and I had no body fat I always had big boobs <laughs> which we'll get into <laughs> bo- we're going to get into boobs and how to deal with them with surfing but so I had this kind of weird, that always distressed me that they were big and I didn't feel comfortable and the rest of my body was that. Then I worked for Roxy Quicksilver um, because, I, you know, I love the brand. I liked Roxy. But then, of course, working all day, bombarded with images of like Lisa Anderson. And I love those bodies. Like there's no, I'm definitely, yeah. not, we're not, we're not saying that, I mean, they're beautiful. They're, they're powerful. They're, they're beautiful. It's just that they're the only, only people that ever get to be represented. Yeah. <laughs> and to be honest, look, I was fit and thin and I had no concept and I think it's a good lesson in disassociation we'll get into all the mental health aspects of it but I didn't know what my body looked like in fact it's probably only been the last three years I think it was after my mum died where I actually had like this merging of my mind and body they used to just be these two separate entities so and like you I had a lot of health problems kick in I had neurological stuff heavy metals which I've been trying to detox out of my body and I noticed I started to gain weight so I'm like it's my birthday soon. I'll be 39. So from about 35 onwards, I was like, Oh, I'm gaining like a lot of weight. So I'd be like a size 14, probably in Australia, which I think is a 10 us. So again, not obese, nothing like that, but you know, I'm carrying weight and I'm aware of it. And, right. and I've just noticed lately too, that 
now I've got some thyroid stuff and I'm like, this is fucked. Like I eat so healthy. I changed my whole diet. I have no chemicals. I don't have soy, dairy, wheat, corn, I mean, not all the time. Sure. There are occasions. Uh, oh, girl, I'm right there with you. I have so many oh, food allergies. I don't, it's my same. life is such a ordeal. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know, so you don't eat like, basically I just eat fruit, vegetables, bit of potato, sometimes meat very, very rarely if I feel like I need it. And apart from the little coca-cola addiction which we talked about like that's not like (laughs) (laughs) a post surf you know that's kind of like my only thing and you think you just don't know what's going on with someone and when you were talking about you know plus size and fit it's like I'm pretty fit I exercise every day right but lately I've had a few injuries to surfing I've had a few near drowning experiences too not that long ago my board hit me and like whacked me in the stomach and it was it kind of winded me and my confidence went a bit funny and it's like all these little things and my dad died it's like your body just does some weird stuff right like yeah then then you go and see a doctor like you get all these tests done you're like why am I not losing weight like I should be thinner than what I am right I'm calorie counting I'm doing all the right things blah 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 going slightly psychotic and like teary that I'm like this is just insane like yeah and then putting on my wetsuit going okay my stomach's getting bigger and like this is feeling tighter and my boobs are getting bigger and you know I just and just lately I think I've told you too like I went out into the surf and I've been wearing the surf leggings a lot lately I love them they're cool and fun but right. I'm wearing them I was lying to myself I'd be like oh no because we have so many stingers in Australia you know and I don't want to be eaten by all the blue bottles I was like I'm doing that to cover up my body. And I've noticed a real shift in me lately. I'm like, this is crazy. And what I want to talk about too is it's this weird cycle. It's like the ocean to me is my favorite place. I'm a water baby. I'm a mermaid. It's full of, you know, it's a healing energy. That's why being around salt water, I have salt lamps in my house. I have salt bars. I don't live close to the ocean anymore. I'm about 40 minutes away, but I'm just like, how did this happen? So going in the ocean makes me feel better. But then, absolutely right, right there with you. But then getting into the ocean at moments is real hurdle. And I've been in this cycle many times in my life when I'm feeling weird about my body. And I usually break it, but I thought it was good to talk whilst I'm in that pattern because it's like, yeah. So the thing that's going to make me happy, I'm not doing because I don't want to get into my swimming costume because I feel uncomfortable. And I think we can talk about being comfortable, like having boobs. Like I hate surfing and not feeling strapped in. So when you post that thing yesterday about, <laughs> yes. I was like, Let's talk about that too, because I think being comfortable means wearing comfortable clothing. Like not everyone's going to want to wear a bikini surfing. Like it's not always plausible. You might just want to wear like the one piece with the long arms. And because right. I, I burn, I like to wear the, you know, the 50 SPF, like the long sleeve. Yes. Things. So that was a very roundabout answer too. But I think. I love, no, I'm listening to you because it's feel, really good to absorb, you know, yeah, but it's, I think it's, it's kind of a cathartic experience to just talk to anyone voice all of too. this. And I don't ever see anyone, one, I'm a bit older in the surf. I surf alone by myself a lot. When I was younger, I had a lot of male friends that I surf with and they were never, they never said anything about my body. But I just feel now too, like when I look around in the ocean, it's the same. They're just like these, and I love it. And I think it's beautiful. And I am not jealous of their bodies, but you just look at myself and think, damn it, I'm working so hard. Like, but there's also a lesson in surrender there too. It's like, I'm healthy my body's doing what it's doing. I'm really lucky I'm able to surf. A lot of people don't have the physical mobility to do that. So I try to reframe it with the positives. And I always have my mum's voice in my head too. Like she used to say to me, no, she was beautiful. She was basically a model herself. Didn't get her, <laughs> didn't get her tan or her long legs. But she used to say to me, she used to call me bub. She's like, bub, no one's looking at you. 
And I used to find that really strange. Yeah. And then I was like, I don't go to the beach and I don't look at people like that. I just think, oh, they're just, I don't see their bodies. I just see people having a good time. I'm quite spiritual too. Like energy is like, they're having a good time. They're enjoying themselves. So I'm like, no one's looking at your cellulite. No one's looking at you going, oh, right. when she did, when she, when she duck dived, all that cellulite was, but in my head, lately there's a bit of this dialogue going on. And I wanted to ask you, what are some of the tips do you think when you're sort of in this weird, like I love surfing. Why am I, you know, like, how do you, what would you suggest to people who are kind of in, it doesn't have to be surfing. It could be anything they love. Like I've got a friend that loves yoga, but she's feeling worried about her post baby body. And it's like, it's like, but you've got to do the thing because that's the thing that's going to make you feel better. It's a really strange cycle, I think. No, I think a lot of women have been there. Um, Unfortunately, women have just been programmed to be shamed by society. And it's an internal shame that has been conditioned into us that um, a lot of us have to overcome and it causes us to sabotage ourselves. Um, I think I, you know, I've definitely been there. I've gone through sabotage cycles or depression, anxiety cycles, and maybe it's not structured around my body, but it could be structured around other components of my Mm -hmm. life and my worth or value as a person. And, uh, when I get really bad, you know, I can definitely be bedridden for a week on end or days on end. Um, and it's like, you know, people who know me, it's almost like they have to get me to the ocean to rescue me from those states of mind, because they know that as soon as I'm in the salt water, like something biochemically happens to me and I'm okay. Yeah. That's so yeah, I, I, I don't exactly know what all it is, but it's something. It I mean, but nature in like, general is such a healing aspect. All nature, you know, for me, like if I can't get to the ocean, I'm out in the bush here or out, you know, in a park looking at the stars. I think nature is so helpful to reset that mental static that we have. Definitely. Yeah, I, I think we forget as people that we're we're genuinely we're animals, right? And we we're more evolved animals, right? We're more sophisticated, but at the end of the day, we're animals. And, you know, we need to be in spaces that we were biologically designed to be in, which is outside. You know, none of us were biologically engineered by nature to be sitting in artificial light in beds and desks um, and doing, you know, 12 hours worth of work in front of a computer screen a day. That is not how we were biologically engineered. You know, we, we were engineered for survival, to hunt, to grow, you know, to walk long distances, to pick up heavy things, to endure elements, to be out there in the, in our environment. And in modern civilization, we've lost a lot of that connection. And I think that this is where, uh, a lot of ailments do stem. Um, you know, you get people losing their eyesight earlier because of the radiation from our phone screens, penetrating our retinas. I mean, there's just so many things, right? We all have like hip and back pain from sitting way too long. Yeah. And like you said, nature is the space that our mind can finally say, this is where I was designed to be. And I think it just allows us to uh, biochemically on some level relax, you know, in a way that we, we can't really do um, in internal, uh, modern spaces, like, yeah. you know, 
at I get, I like conferences my, and stuff. My friends always laugh too. Like I get a bit skitsy and a bit ratty and, and psycho when I can't see the stars. <laughs> like, so that's why I just love it. That's something for me. I'm, I'm, they, in a weird way, they ground me. And also if I can't get to the ocean, I go a bit bonkers too. And there was a period yeah. where I was like, if I don't surf every day, like I would not feel, that kind of fell into a different category, sort of like of an endorphin addiction. <laughs> but, um, yes. it was a period, but, you know, and I think that's hard when you, you know, you're working, you might have kids, you've got other commitments. It's hard to, if you don't live immediately on the beach to do that, but it is something that it's a commitment to, to look after your mental health. So it has been flooding and raining here a lot in Australia. So I'm hoping that I can get over there and get back out there. I'm like, what? But I feel like once I get back in there, I'll be fine. And I always think too, like, no one see, no one can see me in the actual water. Well, you want to know something. I think a lot of what we're talking about is coming from years of just never, ever seeing women like us in water spaces. Yeah. Um, I will tell you from firsthand experience, the first time in my life I've ever served with a group of women that looked like me was just a month ago. Yeah, that's not a month ago in my whole life. And when you are out there with those group of women that look like you, that are just a little bit heavier, but we're all still out there having fun and enjoying ourselves. Let me tell you, that is something that is psychologically transformational. It, there is an element that's just totally transcendent because it's like all of the sudden you have found the exact people that are just like you. And there's something in your brain that now allows you to say that you're safe and that you can do this and that you're accepted and that you belong. And that comes back from like our lizard brain, right? Like the tribal sense of we need people like us because that's how we're going to stay safe and protected from outsiders. And if you're the outsider, what happens to the outsider in nature, right? They get eliminated. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I I think that there's a lot of legitimate um, psychological distress that comes from being the only one in any space or community. Yeah. Whether it's ethnic or body diversity is just really like a psychological stressor because we are not engineered to be the outcast in any setting. You know, we're engineered to be with tribes of others like us so that we can move as a group and stay safe and get what we need. So there is a genuine element of psychological distress with being the only version of you in a space, in a community. It's so interesting, too, because surfing is is challenging, right, at any level. Like, there's a lot going on. You've got to be paying attention even on those flat days, you never know, a big sucky one could come up, there could be currents going on. So there's, first of all, surfing requires a lot of mental focus. And I think that already causes an anxiety and a nervousness, no matter what size you are. So like you just said, I do think it is important to then be with a group of women like that, because that safety is going to, okay, so if I stand up and I fall over, or I get sucked over the falls, or whatever happens, it's, it's okay there's that support whereas there's an additional layer of pressure when you feel like everyone's watching you in the lineup and like you're looking at everyone and they're sponsored boards and their bikinis and oh my god like yeah and I I have been like when I've been surfing up in Queensland at really popular breaks where you know there's like all sorts and it's a bit of a show and tell ego kind of thing I have been caught off guard caused an accident from looking at another girl just from just looking at another and I was like oh my gosh like you like get off the wave Jen like focus on you know that what your surroundings so 
I have found it quite distracting at times. I, I've gone into those situations too, where you yeah. zone out yeah. looking at some of the women around you yeah. and then, you know, you kind of start comparing yourself and then there's this and then like I go compare in. despair cycle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I definitely like one of the things that I personally have a thing with is, <laughs> um, hair. Like yeah. my hair looks like uh, a, a stringy rat that crawled a <laughs> sewer somewhere in New York. No. Um, I don't have very pretty surfer hair, but do I? Yeah. there's all these girls around me that have this luscious thick hair. When it's wet, they literally look like supermodels coming out of a swimming pool. And so I've caught myself doing that too, where you're just zoning out and you're like, wow, how I'm- different would my life? or like just going wow she's so pretty I wish I could yeah and it's nothing it's it's nothing about them it's all it's all me it's all my stuff and it's yep and I think there's no harm in admiring anyone and everything and it's it's not a envious or comparative thing it's more just an interesting observation of what's yeah going on in my I love looking at women you don't have to justify that I do it all the time I I love them Yeah, I love I love the female form. I think it is one of the most beautiful aspects of nature, you know, is to see other beautiful women of all different shapes, sizes, their skin tones, their texture, their shapes. Yeah. Yeah, women are absolutely stunning. So I'm right there with you, Jen. <laughs> but and as we're talking, like I have so much love like for other women and you know, just all different age groups and stuff playing and mucking around. It's like wouldn't it be nice if I could just give myself a little bit of what I give to those people, especially when surfing, when you are surrounded by my, like, wow, like I really noticed that I'm like, imagine if I just gave myself like 15% of what I'm emanating towards those other people. I'm like, I know I feel the exact same way. I, I literally do that all the time. I'm right there with you. I have a great admiration and hmm. I'm like a hype woman. If you meet me and I think you're beautiful, it's yeah. over. Like you're, <laughs> You're like going to get like a hundred compliments in a row. You're going to leave yeah. like hella hyped up yeah. and it's all just like pure love, you know, and I don't, I don't really uh, discriminate on size or anything. Like there's just so many various components of beauty that come through different women, yeah. whether you're big or small or what, you know, there's just some people just have this aura and this radiance. Oh, that's and it's I always like, say, wow. I, I think I look at people now. It's like, I guess, if you use your best friends or someone that you really love, for an example, their weight might fluctuate and you probably would never notice because you love them, their soul and who they are and their essence. I'm like, I'm going to get old anyway. I'm going to get gray hair. My boobs going to get saggy, but my energy, my heart and who I am as a person. So I have been trying to focus more on that. I'm like, you're a good person and you have a big heart and, you know, you do have this, I feel like I have a very soft, like, aura. I'm, I'm into all that stuff. I see colors like I never thought I would, but that's a bit weird that happens to me and, and then like I love it I love the mystical stuff yeah yeah I I just think I need to focus a little bit more on that at the moment but it's still hard like I want to go and it's always hot mostly in Australia I love it's coming into like our well it's autumn and and winter but winter is big surf here for me so it's not so ideal but this time now it's not so hot but I want to be more free uh, at the moment and I'm kind of I'm kind of stuck at the moment so I think let's talk about comfort in the surf and comfort in general when you are a bit bigger or you know you're just carrying a bit of weight could be for anything or you're just not happy doesn't matter what size you are it's all relative it's all you know I see it is my friends who are super thin and I'm like my god your whole body probably weighs like my leg (laughs) I know I know that (laughs) feeling too I do 
So being comfortable is important and having, when you're a bit bigger, let's talk about boobs for a second because they like, people always like, yeah, boobs are great. Yeah, they are in various contexts. But I find surfing, like I always wanted them to be locked, you know, strapped in, locked down because I found that would get in the way of like my ability, like it would annoy me or like yeah. broken bikinis or, oh my God, forbid a boob popping out, which has happened many times or a wave. Oh yeah, I've been there, done that. Oh, <laughs> like a wave splitting the back of your, you know, your costume or losing your undies and stuff. So I do feel like, being comfortable and that's why I was so stoked that you posted that swimwear brand so brands that are making stuff for women who are active and don't want to wear a very small triangle bikini in a g-string when they're surfing right I mean, don't get me wrong if I ever get back to my skinniness I'll probably run around nude all the time and probably would I know who wouldn't though if I had the body to do it I would too sometimes I fantasize Sometimes I fantasize about what I would look like if I got oh. all the plastic surgery I wanted. And I'm like, Damn. y'all, the world didn't want that because Damn. I'd be seducing everything. You'd be lining up. You'd be lining up. <laughs> be- I, I would be, the whole beach would be like, who that? Uh, we'd be horizontal <laughs> all the time, not just on our surface. I know. I love it. Yes. <laughs> be like, Damn. Oh. Um, I, I'd just be a houseplant. Like, feed me, water me, me yeah. and take me I to the ocean so. and... <laughs> yeah I fantasize about like really because I've always had a thing about my legs even when they were I just never show them off right so I always fantasize about wearing like really tiny tiny denim <laughs> denim shorts like that's so cute and one day because one day I will rock them and I will run around and maybe in Hawaii I can do like you know what in Hawaii around. the thick girls are worshipped here more yeah, or less I'm I mean over. a lot <laughs> There's a lot of thick chicks in Hawaii and the Polynesians love thick women. So nobody even flinches here at it. You know, I mean, we have the model types too. Don't get me wrong, but the thick girls get a lot of love here because the Polynesians, you know, they, they love their thick girls. So it would definitely be a place to do it. Yeah. I am partial to uh, a booty shaking as well. I do like a lot of dance, but that's an interesting point too. When I do, travel so like I've been to this I love going to the states I've never been to Hawaii it's on my list but I need to spend a lot of time there because I want to do like a lot of hiking and exploring and and sort of my spiritual nature stuff but you know like in Huntington Beach or like obviously west coast surfing I'd feel a lot freer because I'm not in Australia it's just so stupid geographically I'm like, oh, no one knows me here I'm like no one no knows, one knows, knows me here <laughs> nobody I don't give a shit I'm like I'm a tourist I mean that person is like an Australian tourist was drowned at you know uh Dana Point I don't it's weird so I have a different sense of freedom when I'm not geographically like in the areas that I would normally surf and there's people that know me or the worst thing I have is when I see someone surfing who knew me when I was like much better at surfing and and it's happened to me a few times and it's like they look you up and down you think oh fuck yep yep I'm nearly 40 this is what I look like and you know hiding my body with my my board and uh and then I got into bodyboarding I do both I still love bodyboarding as well um I like, you know, using fins and stuff too. But I started to bodyboard because I was laying down and I would hide my body. Like, isn't that psychotic? But I'm telling people all these things because these are, people don't see that. They just see like, oh, you're a really good surfer or, you know, you know, it's like there's a psychology that's behind it. I agree. I think that, you know, we've all kind of gone through that. I remember when I first started wearing cheeky bikinis. Oh my God. uh, (laughs) I thought people were going to attack me verbally. Because my, like, most of my ass was hanging out. Yeah. I was like, there's no way someone is not going to come up to me yeah. and start harassing me or telling me, like, I'm way too big to Cover be wearing up. this. Um, yeah. 
I thought, you know, I swore, I was like, uh, somebody is going to come and give me, uh, harass me about this, but nobody did. And, and yeah. nobody has to this day. I mean, people loved it. They're like, Hey Liz got a new swimsuit. I mean, it was just like no big deal. Yeah. Um, so you just, sometimes you just got to do what you want to do. You just got to try yeah. things for yourself and, you know, you can't stop people from saying dumb stuff to you. Nope. But at least you can get out there and try some trends you want to try. You know, put your little short denim shorts on. I mean, you know, we only really get to live yeah. as young people for such a short time. You know, we're not going to be able to run around in our 70s wearing shorts up our asses. No. You know what I mean? Like there's a there's a timeline for this to even happen. <laughs> there's going to so, be a point where tracksuit pants or sweats just don't come off indefinitely. Right. It's going to be stuck. Exactly. <laughs> probably getting there pretty soon I think creeping up into my age bracket but have you ever spoken to your body like at times you know there's yeah. a lot of I've done like so much counseling I've seen a lot of psychiatrists obviously I had eating issues post-gymnastics and you know talking kindly to your body is still something I find really hard and uh like I, you know I'm the same you know I avoid mirrors if I'm walking past something I won't look at my reflection like all that stuff and I think talking about it openly it's like there are periods where that's not an issue but then there are flare-ups I like to call them where things are exacerbated with work relationships whatever and all those sort of underlying shadowy behaviors kind of you know they they flare back up so do you or have you practiced talking to your body is that something that you would encourage yes I have and I do I still do um you know so I have insecurities just like everyone too um my arms, my double chin, my lower stomach. There's some spots on my legs that are kind of questionable. Um, of course, I have a pretty severe form of psoriasis that I still have to yeah. manage with injections. So there's all kinds of things. Like I have a huge breakout going all around my Sorry, mouth right this? now. I have no clue what's going on. <laughs> yeah, well, I've got it just like all over my mouth. I don't know if it's masked me or what it is. I've got to go to the dermatologist because it's yeah. like kind of starting to take over my mouth. Anyway, so, you know, you're, we're all dealing with something uh, at any given time. And I think the best thing that we can do is just focus on where our attention and intention needs to be. Um, you know, for me, I try to wear things that make me feel confident. That's the first thing, yeah. right? It doesn't matter if it's modest or if it's more um, revealing. It's whatever makes me feel best in yeah. that situation that I'm in, because then I can highlight the areas that I feel like are the most flattering. Like, I think I have a super cute booty. You know, the, the cinch point of my waist is always really nice. I think that for the most part, even despite the psoriasis and some acne flare-ups, I think I do have pretty nice tan, beautiful skin. So I try to tan. find, <laughs> I know, <laughs> you know, I just pale. embraced whatever I was. Yeah. I've been pale. I've been tan. It's, yeah. it is what it is. You don't want to get skin cancer so that you no. can be tan though. Oh Let me God, just no. put that out there. It's really not worth it. Especially in Australia, uh, I've had... you have to be so careful. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's, I know people want to be tan, but, um, I tell people, people all the time, yeah. fake tan. Yeah. Like, just buy it in a bottle. I buy all the and go stuff on. now. There's like all the cacao ones that are no chemicals and you know, there's heaps of stuff. It's not like you just, cause I used to be like, I don't want chemicals on my body, but now there's, there's a brand here called eco tan. There's plenty of things and it does make you feel better. And I am all for whatever makes somebody feel better. That's a personal and very highly individual choice. And yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and honestly, I'm even supportive of plastic surgery. I mean, if yeah, totally. I know that some people, and I don't really talk about this too much because I feel like it is a bit controversial, right? Because I'm a body positive figure. Yeah. But if something is plaguing you to the point where you just cannot live your life, absolutely, then go do, do something it. to make yourself feel better. There's oh, nothing yeah. wrong with you pursuing something that is going to improve your mental health, like drastically, you know yeah. what I mean? Whether it's like, I just met a woman who went through menopause and she has legitimately been hiding in her house Listen. because of the changes in her body, specifically yeah. her stomach. Mm -hmm. And she was almost in tears because she hired me to do a photo shoot for her skincare line. And she was like, seeing you in a swimsuit has really drastically um, opened my mind that maybe I'm not as bad as I thought I was. But even when she came in the water with me for the first time in a year, ever wow. in a year in the ocean and here in yeah. Hawaii, which is, we have Ridiculous. the most beautiful beaches in the world. Yeah, totally. Even when she got in the water, you could see that she was just trying to like hide herself. And I didn't say this to her or anything. And I don't encourage anyone to do that. But it's like, if it's affecting your mental health yeah. that bad, where you're not leaving your house, you're mm -hmm. not able to enjoy life to any extent. That's a point where I would say that's maybe a healthy thing to consider just so that you can live with yourself. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's any outside opinions about her. Nobody has told her that she's no. less of a person, less beautiful. It's just an internal battle. Yeah. And we're, we're all there. Yeah. Uh, at some level or another, we're all struggling. Yeah. But my whole thing is do whatever you need to do to get to homeostasis with yourself. Like I said, if it means that, you know, you've hit menopause and there's no workout routine, that's going to get you the results that you want to feel comfortable. Yeah. Then go get a consultation to do something to improve your life because yeah. that's your life and you deserve to live it. Exactly. you know, in a joyful space. That's such a good point too. And it goes back to, you know, and I guess going through all the health challenges I've kind of gone through and, and you too, it gives you some perspective and some compassion to be like, you just don't know what someone's body, you know, like if someone was to look at me, they might be like, mm, she probably binges on the weekend or she eats too much. It's like, actually, no, I don't. You don't know someone's full story. So now I'm just like, are you a nice person? Are you kind? I, I care about that. Like, are you going to help someone cross the road? are you not going to drop in on me when we're surfing? And if you do, are we going to apologize? Like, right. Yeah. Right. Like, I think that, that that's <laughs> it too. I mean, just being a good quality person is such an important part of life. I mean, so much, I think women in particular really struggle with this body image issues because our, our intrinsic worth in society is connected to what we look like. Yeah. It's connected to our sexual value. It's connected to our commercial value. Um, it, it's connected to so many things like a woman's attractiveness, right? And the less you meet those conventional um, uh, stereotypes of attractiveness, the less value of a person you are. Um, and I think that that's just a message that you receive through the media, through, you know, through so many portals of information that we gather. Um, and, and like, you, you know, the sexual attractiveness thing, right? Like how attractive am I, am I to other men in my community? And if you're yeah. not getting the attention from other males, that's just a whole other level oh. that then you begin to internalize. Yeah. 
as maybe I'm not enough. You and I were talking about this the other day with relationships and that's something that I've noticed really has been, you know, circulating around my head. I'm like, hang on, there's all these young, so we have filters. Now I use them. We have filters, editing I do apps. too. <laughs> yeah, you know, I bet. And Not the extreme ones, yeah, though, no, just, but just really for lighting usually. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just like the fun ones, the sparkly ones, too, but I do use them. But Oh, the sparkly ones are fun. Yeah, but there's like, you know, there's girls now that are just, I just look at them and think, oh, my God, one, the time, the effort, the, like good on them. That's that's obviously what they want to do. But it the comparison, it's, it's weird for me. It's like I'm comparing, I get a bit down, but then I don't care at the same time. It's like I'm a bit bipolar about it in a sense. It's like I think a lot of us go through that. There's all these like beautiful young women and that's great. Like embrace that beauty definitely. But then when you like like a guy that's like around our age and they're looking at girls like that, it, it is a bit, I find that disheartening. It's like, am I ever going to find someone my age that looks at me and loves me for me? Or are they just like, and no, not many people are talking about it out loud, at least like on a podcast, they're talking about it in small groups and at coffee shops and things. So what would your suggestions be about that? You know, like we're so bombarded now with like, all of this enhancement like lashes and I love lashes don't get me wrong I get them done too but yeah it's a it's a lot and like even now I was in Sephora the other day and they were t- and I was like oh yeah I go surfing I'm just looking for a tinted thing and they're like oh we've got this makeup and this bronzer that's waterproof I was like oh my god people are wearing waterproof bronzer they probably I mean, that's are. me yeah. I do <laughs> not all the time but you know sometimes because I'll surf after right. photo shoots and stuff yeah exactly but I was like um, I don't know about this stuff like I feel like I'm really behind with like you know because I when I come out of the surf I have freckles I look red and my hair looks like a dreadlock well, I I still look like I crawled out of a sewer and I'm a New York rat when I get out of the water I love this New York but, rat image that you're giving <laughs> just saying that's what I feel like. I mean, I'm sure maybe somebody's like, wow, she's super beautiful. And I'm over here like, right. you know, well, like- I, think, I think maybe that's something I'd love <laughs> to talk about too, is like the reason why I, I mean, I think I cried. I was looking at your page ages ago. Um, as you do, you go down the stalking rabbit hole. And I was just like, my body looks a bit like this. You know what I mean? And I was like, and why am I being so mean to it? Like, I hear women say this a lot. Yeah. And I, and I heard once it's the things that stick with you, right? Someone once said to me, well, brown fat is better than white fat because I'm so pale. And it just still to this day, I think about it all the time. So when I go surfing, I'm like, I need to be tanned. And, but I was just looking at your photos, just going, I love the ocean and my love for the ocean will always trump my body image, which I'm, I'm grateful for. Even That's though, how I am too. Yeah, even though I'm in a bit of a, and I am, I've done so much work on myself that I'm now at the point, well, you know, like, fuck it, I'm going to do it anyway. I'm not going to let this stop me going out to that party or going on that date or whatever it is. Um, but there was a time when I just would not do social stuff if I didn't feel in alignment with myself. But I think we need to just take a moment and just, you know, say thank you to you because I think I stared at the page for so long because I don't have anyone to look at like that. Like, oh, their stomachs are photoshopped or their cellulites. It's like, it's like every, every, most women have cellulite, right? And it's like, I've got a lot. Oh yeah, I do. I just don't, I have a lot. It's like, I was really muscly. Then my whole body went through this weird stretch marky thing once I'd finished gymnastics. And that's why I don't show my legs. I have cellulite. So, but I think seeing the photos of you has really gone, oh, 
like it's it's definitely had now chemical it's not so bad right like and I I look at you and go she's beautiful and I love her and she's got this amazing like we spoke about this aura and energy and then I'd be daydreaming about I can't wait to travel and I can't wait to get to and I cried because I was like you love the ocean what are you doing what is your your body I'm so grateful that I can swim and I can surf and I have got the fitness to to do it so I, I just don't ever want people to think that your work isn't making an impact because just for me looking at it it was shifting my dialogue you know and I think that's really important it's really amazing I I understand I mean even when I saw the images that were produced from a lot of these shoots I almost had a little bit of an out-of-body experience because I knew it was me but at the same time as me looking at just a Mm. female form that looked like that it was so just awe-inspiring to me because I had never seen it before and I I knew it was me but at the same time I was just like it's there was another part of me that just kind of stepped out of Elizabeth and was like oh my god there's a woman with thighs and arms and a stomach and a bit of a double chin and she's fucking surfing and it it just happened to be me until I did the group shoot and then you got to see all kinds of women right I mean Brie is, uh, you know, African-American black woman. Then we have Noelle who just had four kids, you know, and she has her post mom body and she's out there rocking a bikini and surfing. And then, you know, we had, um, we had Alexis and Gabby and just so many women at that. There was eight of us total, you know, just out there putting ourselves on display and to just go through and see women that look like normal people that aren't 15, 14, 16 years old, rail thin. It was like, oh my God. And we all surf. I mean, it was not like a group of plus size models. We're all surfers. Yeah. Um, So yeah, it's powerful to see images like that for our own, you know, like psychology. It is really what it's a whole psychology to just witness those images and be you know seen yeah it's really about just being seen because in me my body is a demonstration of so many other women's bodies Mm. and I always tell women I'm like look if you think I'm beautiful Mm. then you are looking at a reflection of yourself yeah you know like we're we're not drastically different you and I And, and I'm sure that maybe there's some more some more obese women or larger women that might feel, well, she's super tiny, yeah. but it's still better than seeing a 14 year old. That's a size double zero. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're, we're getting closer and closer and I have, you know, larger women on the page now. Yeah. So even those women still feel like they have representation. Yeah. Well, and what about girls who just, because I always did sport. I, I was always like, I always had bigger legs, athletic, you know, gymnastics legs, like power, I was sprinting, running, and I just think well I did netball here I just always and I look back on that now which I could have seen wow that was strength and that was beauty and that was that was powerful and now it's still there and I know my six packs so they're just under a little bit of you know (laughs) I know that's what I call I call it a padding yeah it's just it's just a little layer of padding my my little cooler bag it's under there there. (laughs) because if it wasn't there I wouldn't be able to swim and jump and pop up and surf right if I had no core I wouldn't be able to do that yeah so and can you tell us a little bit about these retreats that you do and what people could expect? Because I think this is a brilliant idea. And I know we were talking about you coming to Australia and I'll be super excited and lose my shit if that happens. But 
Oh, I'm, trust me, I'm working my ass off to make sure it does. I really am. Because I would like Um, to think that it's not just about, you know, surfing, but it's also about like, hey, you know, embrace it and enjoy the energy. Like to me, it seems it's spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, dealing with all those aspects at the retreat. Whereas I hated going to surf things in the past where it's like, here's a board, here's a rashi, they throw you out, you've got no idea what the surf is doing and it's scary for people there's it can be overwhelming you need to go in small calm water to start with it throw somebody out in like rips and swells that are you know whitewash that you can't get out you're never going to enjoy surfing if you do that so I'd love you to talk a little bit about what people could expect if they do a retreat with you yeah well thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk about it because this is like my culmination of curvy surfer girl life work right now it's when you're um, talking to the ocean this is your purpose right this is what you meant this to is be it doing. I love it yeah I mean yeah. I was not built to be in an office let me tell you I have so much personality so much love so much energy yeah and I love Hawaii I mean I am Hawaii on inside and out oh the rainforest it's, it's just so many beautiful things I mean I've been watching Moana a lot <laughs> It's, it's really it looks just like my page I mean in oh, real life that water. is exactly what it looks like it's, it's beautiful it's heaven on earth I, I can't stress it enough like I feel like I have died and this is now where I live and it's heaven <laughs> and I surf and I I get to hang out with awesome women like you yeah it's just amazing yeah so this is like I said my life's work up to this point with curvy server girl and Uh, just like the vision for the curvy surfer girl group shoot, I had a vision of bringing together curvy surfers from around the world to come here in Hawaii and experience what I do in the most safe and supportive, incredibly fun environment that you can experience. And so I went to my surf school who taught me everything I know about surfing. Uh, my surf instructor, Chelsea Lewis, who has literally mentored me at every stage of my surfing career at every weight, who's just been the, the core foundation of who I am. These are the people that we're going out to surf with. These are the highest quality professionals on Oahu. And I think it is still the number one surf school in Hawaii right now. Mm-hmm. Um, just top notch professionals, great surfboards. We're going out to Publix, which is my yeah. home break. So we're going to be surfing those beautiful long rollers. Mm-hmm. Everyone is going to have a surf instructor beside them. It doesn't matter if you've never surfed a day in your life. If you've always wanted to surf, this is your chance. You know, there's going to be five lessons scheduled each day with one day off so that you can recover. There's going to be photos and videos and I have a surf photographer coming out. So not only are you going to get all the GoPro shots like up close and personal, but then you're going to have some professional surf photography photos. We're doing lay making. We have uh, a psychologist coming out to do a confidence building workshop clinic so that, you know, we can kind of break down some of these themes that we've been talking about today around the shame of our bodies and techniques that we can do to work on our confidence, to be in the spaces we want to be in. Um, we're probably going to be doing a luau. We're going to be snorkeling. We've got a sunset cruise. Oh my God. Um, I so want to be there. Oh, I can't wait to travel again. Yeah. And not to mention like all the meals are included and they're all like gluten and dairy free meals. 
Um, it's just, and then not only that, um, we have a four star hotel that's literally walking distance from the beach. Oh my God. So you can like go out on the lanai and you can see the most glorious sunsets, or you can just walk less than three minutes to the beach and hang out and watch the surfers and the oh, sunset I can't and the wait. rooms are beautiful. Oh, so it, it's it. just going to be lots and lots of fun. And I'll be there with everyone every day. I'll be the hype woman, Woo-hoo! you know, surfing and cheering everyone on. How good is it when people stand up for the first time too? You're like, yes, get up. I we all it. scream and yell. Yeah, and I love it. I, we're just the biggest cheerleaders ever. <laughs> I love it. I love so, when yeah, people do fun stuff on their boards or they like finally learn to turn or they do something cool. It's like, yes, it's so fun. Isn't it great? Yeah. Yeah. So we, so it's really built for just about every level of surfer because even it, hypothetically, <laughs> even if you are a professional surfer, um, they help coach some of the professional surfers as well on the outside yeah. breaks. So there is literally a surf instructor for every level of surfer that could possibly show up from never been in the water on a surfboard in my life to been surfing my whole life and want to get better yeah. uh, or just want to be around awesome women. You know, yeah. like if a Bo Stanley showed up hypothetically, you know, she could totally surf with us and get something out of it, you know? Yeah. Oh, I definitely so, think pro surfers are not exempt from the stuff that we've been talking about. It's just on a different level, right? They probably feel like my body yeah. fat, it should be every, everyone has their thing and their, their, um, I guess their own issues to work through, but I love it. And you got that cute shirt to the Curvy Surfer Girl, which I can't wait to. I just, yes, we just came I out. Know, with curvy I love it. I today, like, today yeah. is actually the last day you can order them <laughs> because oh, I've got to get man. the their pre-orders. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I got to order them and then have them made yeah. and ship them out. But really I'm wanna... so excited about that. That's right. I can surf really, really yes. well. And I've got yes. boots and a bum and a tummy. So yeah. yes, I, I got all that too, girlfriend. I mean, you can see like my arms are just hanging out here. Hi. Like, Hey, what up? What up chick? <laughs> no one can see this video, but you can you know? see like, you know, like <laughs> I can do the same thing. I, I always <laughs> say if there's a large from? gust of wind, I might lift off. <laughs> I was like, how many tricep dips do I have to do? This is not going. I'm like, well, I swear to God, I have the same conversations. You know, I, I work out with two personal trainers three times a week and I serve five times a week Nuts. and I'm still this curvy. It's just- I'm like, yo, I don't know what else I need to do. I eat pretty freaking healthy. I do yeah. have an occasional Dr. Pepper. Yeah, we, we but, have a balance. So you go bonkers. Then, we, then you go into binge eating. That's a whole nother schmuzzle. So, you know, I think balance. Yeah. And I'm getting better at that too. It's like, it, it, you know, I am where I am and that's okay. That's okay. I'm not a gymnast. I'm not exercising eight hours a day on some ridiculous right. protein only diet and on drugs to keep myself thin, my body. I think that's the other thing too. It's like, all the stuff I did to my body when I was younger, guess what? <laughs> it catches up with you at some point. And that's kind of manifested in my thyroid and stuff now. So I think it's more important to be healthy and work on my mentality and my sort of inner spirituality than it is to be like, oh, wow, I've gone up in my wetsuit size or, you know. So did you have anything you wanted to leave listeners with? Any words of wisdom or encouragement from you? Well, I mean, I've just loved chatting with you. Like I said, I think it's a really... Uh cathartic experience to just talk with other women that kind of go through these same experiences in life and in surfing. And, um, you know, my biggest takeaway for any listeners, if you do want to surf and you feel like you're inadequate in any way, you know, try your best to just get past 
those inner dialogues and change that narrative and tell yourself, you know what, I'm still young enough that I'm, I'm capable. Um, I can get a surf instructor if I don't know exactly what I'm doing to help guide me through that process. Um, that's exactly what I did. And I was 210 pounds. So Mm -hmm. if I can do it, you could do it. My, my life mission and purpose at this point is to help women believe that they belong in the ocean and that they're welcomed there. Um, and I, I want women to believe that with all their heart that just go get yourself into the salt water. Even if you have to just run and scream into it, you know, like full speed (laughs) torpedo status, just go before anyone can look at you, can say anything to you before the thoughts can get to you. Just drop your towel. Get in the water. Get in. Yeah. Yeah. Drop the Just moments before you have to go in. Or I'm just going to plug the surf leggings. I love them. For those of us who are like, I'm wearing some surf leggings right now, actually. Look. Yes. Look at this. Yes. So I mean, look, do whatever you need to do to feel comfortable to get out in the water. It doesn't, at the end of the day, it does not really matter. And I think the more women um, that you see with different body types getting into the ocean spaces, whether it's free diving photography, surf photography, yeah, whatever it is, I just think the more women that can get out there. And uh, the last thing I do want to say is don't edit your pictures. You never know what woman is looking at you and is going to be totally life changing, inspired by you. I just had a girlfriend who said she edited out all the cellulite in her leg. She was one of my curvy surfer girls. Mm -hmm. She edited out all the cellulite in her leg. She had a total breakdown about it because she didn't realize her legs were, um, in that condition. Mm -hmm. Now, mind you, this girl is absolutely fucking stunning. Maybe she does have cellulite, but even with it, this girl is like, yeah, radiating a hundred suns from within. I mean, she's Aww. got this golden soul so and she makes everyone she touches feel loved and happy. And I told her I was, and she ultimately, she kept looking at my post as inspiration. She was like, Liz doesn't edit her photos. And I, I really don't. I mean, there's a few like little Hollywood yeah. style yeah. edits, but you can still see the stretch marks, the yep. psoriasis, the cellulite, Stop. even with the little Hollywood edits some of my photographers do. Yeah. And, and that's what yeah. I want to encourage women to do is just keep posting authentically. I think a lot of the reason why we've arrived at this point of shame and horrible body image issues is because so many women around the world edited the living fuck out of every picture that was ever yeah. taken from magazines and Instagram models to everything in between. And we've got to stop doing that. There has to be a level of vulnerability and authenticity so that women can say, holy shit, I admire her. I think she's beautiful. And oh my God, she has cellulite. I have it too. Wow. Maybe I can take a picture of myself. That's where it all starts. It's a chain reaction. Totally. When you can be the vulnerable version of yourself and you can share yourself with the world. It changes yeah. people. It's so good because I, I never take full-length body shots. If anyone looks at my Instagram or people who know me, it's like I know I worked in film and TV. I know all the tips and tricks. Like I know how to take a good photo of myself. And then I'm like, mm, is that manipulative? Because I'm like, okay, I know how to take a high up angle and it looks good on my boobs and on my face makes me look skinny. But I'm like, mm, if I just took a screenshot like this, which I might do, I'd just be like, this is what I look like with no makeup on and my hair's gray at the top there and it's not, you know, edited and, 
But see, I, I don't even notice any of those things. Like when I look at you right now, you have the most beautiful blue eyes. <laughs> you have this gorgeous skin complexion. You have this dark hair that complements you. You're such a fabulous communicator and you're so empathetic. These are all of the things that I'm seeing when I'm looking at you. Yes. And it, it, I just want to say that because I know that we're not processing that about ourselves. <laughs> and you go, oh, you know. But it, and I think that's nice. And I think it's also important that we share that with other women that we don't, you know, I think it's important to hold space when people talk about it because we need to, like we have today, it's been a bit cathartic and I'm hoping that it's hard. Like it's hard to be that vulnerable and transparent. I'll probably have my friends listen to this and it's like, you know, but I want to show everyone that we're still working on it, but also to encourage other women to be kind to each other because everyone's working on their own stuff, be it physical or mental. And I think, just in general to people in general, like just be kinder, you know? And I always think yeah. it's mean to me. And I try to be extra to kind. Ourself. To, yes. to ourselves. To are ourselves. The ones that we, we are our, the worst critics of ourselves. I mean, we are so brutally mean. It, I think sometimes if another version of me was standing in front of me and saying the things that they were saying, they yeah. would be like an evil, abusive person, Yeah, you know, and we right. have and to stop that. that. We have to, yeah. no, nobody would. No. So we have to create boundaries with ourselves. And when we start thinking those negative, horrible thoughts, yeah. we have to say, if that no. was a person, we would tell you to fuck off. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't sit there and let someone berate you for an hour. No, you, no human being would let another person berate them for an hour That's unless they were strapped yeah. to a chair. Damn straight. You know? The good exercise that I have is for anyone listening, like my mind, I think it's it's a natural tendency. If there's a negative loop, it, it, you know, it goes there when it's idle. But some days I'm like, all right, I'm going to give myself 10 minutes. I'm going to go to town and then that's it. I'm not going to do it for the rest of the day. Like I'm just not going to do it for the rest of the day. And I've actually just put a screensaver on my phone wallpaper that's like, what would somebody who loves themselves do? Because I'm going through yeah. a phase at the moment. And I look at it and go, would I talk to my best friend like that? Probably not. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, we would never yeah. say the things we say to ourselves, to other women, Absolutely to other people. Absolutely not. No way. No way. Yeah. And I, and I think what your mother said was absolutely brilliant. That, you know what? When you're out there at the beach, nobody is there to criticize you, to take paparazzi photos of you and shame you all over the internet. Nobody is out there to do that. They're out yeah. there because they're trying to enjoy themselves exactly. and get over their body issues and whatever they're struggling with. And you may think that someone is exceptionally beautiful on the internet. And then years later, you come to find out those people were starving themselves. They were doing very toxic and self-destructive things. Yeah. So sometimes it's better to just be in the body that you have and yeah. accept and love yourself where you're at, not compare yourself. Because you're probably healthier than a lot of these smaller women that you're admiring that are doing really sad, sad things to themselves because they yeah. hate themselves, yeah. you know, but then they're putting on a, a facade when they get on social media. Yeah. So just remember that you are beautiful where and how you are at this moment and that there's always room for improvement. It doesn't matter how you want to pursue that improvement. If you pursue it from a place of self-love, if you start there, you're going to grow so much more because you can't hate yourself uh, en enough to make yourself better, right? Like doing these cycles of self-hatred is not going to produce some really beautiful person, either physically or emotionally. 
You're not, you're going to stress your body out. You're going to condition yourself to believe all these terrible things. So at least if you start from a place of self-love and self-acceptance, the improvement from there is only going to go up exponentially, both physically, because you're not stressed, you're not producing cortisol, you know, you're, you're able to just relax. Yeah. So just start with self-love. Yeah. And the more you do it, like, like I said, I'm in a wobble phase at the moment, but the more you do it, you're able to catch yourself quicker or regroup quicker or get yourself back out of that sort of hole that you're in. So it does, it's not just for, you know, it's a mindless purpose but I'm going to put all your links down the bottom I would encourage anyone to just go and have a look at your page if anyone wants to start surfing and I was just going to say to all ages all sizes all bodies everything like it's it's for everyone it's never too late to get in this in the surf you know I was telling you before like my ability's kind of gone a bit up and down but it doesn't matter just get out there and I like floating these days I don't even care just like floating around it does it you don't need to be a professional <laughs> surfer to enjoy surfing, you know, no you way. go out there, catch your waves, you know, flash that big smile. Yes. So thank you so very much. I hope everyone listening, there's been something in it. We hope this honest dialogue has, you know, just also give you some perspective too, that, you know, whilst we might have nice photos out and about there, we're still human and we still have our stuff that we're dealing with. And we just hope that collectively we can all kind of help each other get into a better place of self-love I guess so thank you so much. absolutely that's what it's all about and I hope to see any of you guys on my page feel free to always interact with me comment dm me go to the website buy a retreat (laughs) hang out with me full time for a week I know I can't (laughs) wait to get to Hawaii now I'm like damn girl we need to go surfing yeah it's gonna be good guys so I've got four spots left if anyone does uh want to make it what no matter where you are I don't think Australia can leave yet can you I think we're we're still stuck in it unless you're a celebrity yeah um maybe I could be like I'm a pro surfer can I leave the country exactly (laughs) Uh, I'm a COVID scientist working on a top secret research project in Hawaii it's like algae that might cure it so I need to go over there and like (laughs) I love it. Oh, thank you so much.